The Entrepreneur MBA podcast purpose is to help existing business owners grow their companies past the $10 million in revenue per year benchmark. Here is your host, Stephen Halasnik. Welcome, everyone. My name is Stephen Halasnik, and I'm co-founder of Financing Solutions. Financing Solutions provides very easy to set up lines of credit for small businesses, and I will be your host for today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. If you're interested in learning more about the line of credit, please visit fscreditline.com. That's FS as in Financing Solutions, creditline.com. Over the last 25 years, I personally have built six companies in the $5 million to $25 million range, including two companies that have made the Inc. 500 fastest growing companies in the United States. I love learning from people with business experience. And today, I'm very excited to be speaking with Howard Wolpuff from Profit Master Business Solutions. Howard is the chief marketing strategist of Profit Master Business Solutions and a marketing executive with over 25 years of experience helping hundreds of businesses create profitable solutions to drive sales, attract and maintain customers, and build a solid corporate brand. Howard, welcome to today's Entrepreneur MBA podcast. Well, Stephen, thank you so much for having me. I really do appreciate it. So today's topic, uh, it's always been, you know, this is my fifth year of doing the Entrepreneur MBA podcast. It's, I don't have to count them up. Maybe it's my 450th episode. Um, that sounds like a lot, but uh, yeah. yeah. So, but the, so, you know, today uh, we're going to be talking about measurable marketing, the key to business growth. And you know, I couldn't, I can't think it's as, as the, we are t- today it's uh, January 3rd of 2023. We just all went through New Year's. I can't think of a better, well, let me say from a business standpoint, I can't think of a better New Year's resolution than for a business owner to say is, we're going to be better at measuring our effectiveness of our marketing so that we can really drive our business growth. Well, how, what would you say about that? Well, I would definitely agree. If, if you're not doing it already, it is a great New Year's resolution for your business because there's so much that goes into marketing. And let's take the, the fact that a lot of business owners aren't marketing specialists to begin with. So they're really trying to find the answers while trying with one hand and trying to do the work of the business with the other. But having something and understanding what is working, what is, is resonating, what is getting you getting a response from, as opposed to the, the, uh, the, the general visual of throwing the spaghetti up in the wall and seeing what sticks is, is so important to make sure this is, is a successful year. We're coming out of three really crazy years and um, this year really needs to get off on the right track to really make sure that business is, is flowing and, and continually. Yeah, and I would add two things to it too. Uh, you know, the the title of today's podcast is about um, you know marketing measurements for business growth, but marketing measurements also greatly affect the bottom line. You know, so when you think of growth, I think most most of us think about revenue, sales, right? But having effective marketing also, you know allows you measurable marketing to to spend money wisely doesn't it i think it really helps with the budgeting there's a consistency to what you're doing so you're you're not going to have okay i have this let's throw money at this great idea and sometimes you can do that but if you plan for it and if you know what you're doing if you know what your structure is if you're expanded into media 
and having a media buy that's done now so you know what you're spending in March, what you're spending in June. There's a big pickup in September because you, your focus is, is, is men in football and football season starting. So there's more people paying attention to their teams as opposed to where there's only a few in, in, uh, in December, January. You have a balance of where your dollars are going and you're, you're spending wisely. But you really, in everything you're doing, you want to make sure that this, everything is being done efficiently. Every spend is being done, that you're getting something for every effort that you're doing and tracking these pieces to make sure that it works. Yeah, you know, and I'll let our listeners know, I would never in a million years do a marketing campaign without knowing exactly how it's going to be measured. Having a system and process to be able to identify what did it cost for us to acquire a client? How much money do we make of that client? What did it cost for the marketing campaign? And at the end of the trial period, was that effective? And then lastly, I'll add is I'm always trying different marketing campaigns to see, you know, how I can get something that's being being very, very effective. And that's the key to business growth. If you can't figure out how to be successful at marketing, you're you're just not going to, you know, you're just not going to get past that 10 million, which is the purpose of this podcast. What, what would you add to that? Well, I'd add a few things. For, no, for one, I would agree with it. Let's start there. And okay. then with, with that said, um, you, you have to be – if you're in a situation where your, your marketing is structured and you're getting success from what you're doing, coming into the next quarter, the next year, say, okay, we're going to test this. We're going to take this out and test that. I had a, a, a company I used to work with that did a lot of, of postcard uh, marketing. So they were a um, uh, HVAC company in, uh, in Houston, Texas. And they had something for seasonal uh, checkups for your systems, one for the uh, one coming into the winter and one coming to the spring. And they had these postcards they used every year. But they wouldn't track who was using it. They knew there was success because dollars and revenue were, were hitting in those two periods of time and they were busy. And that was their measurement of success. But they didn't measure who used the coupon for the uh, for the discount, and so when doing that, one you know who your 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 regulars are, but you also know who you're not responding to. So what if? And I proposed to them at, at a certain point, what if you take spend the time to do that, take the people you're not getting a response from, and test something else with them, and see whether there's there's something else that will resonate as opposed to the the postcard, because you have this massive list, you want to take advantage of it. So in the testing part, I absolutely agree. But it's also, you have to understand, I guess, reality with all of your marketing. And there's a something called the SMART methodology, which is specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timed. And utilizing this really makes your uh, marketing more realistic. So if, if you have a big promotion you want to hit from February on, and I say the best thing I can do is put a commercial in the Super Bowl. That might really work, but if you're not a $10 million business, you're not a $1 million business, you're, there's no way you're going to have a commercial in the Super Bowl because they started $5 million for 30 seconds. So it's not realistic to say Super Bowl commercial is, is, my, is my answer for the success of my business. And a lot of the, that, the whole methodology has to be realistic with, with how you're approaching things to get the results you're looking for. Yeah, I'll have to tell my listeners, you're going to hear some buzzing in the background, uh, some some work being done. So unfortunately, uh, that's not going to be too bad. But, um, you know, I'll tell you one of the things I learned 
maybe 15, 20 years into my entrepreneurship career. And that is, um, the, it's so easy. You, you mentioned the, the, the acronym SMART. And if I, if I was, as your list, my listeners should think about getting that, um, go to the internet, type in SMART, get the acronym, put it somewhere that's near your desk. And, and the reason why I say that, and, and Howard, I'm glad you kind of brought that up. It's just so easy for entrepreneurs to come up with a million ideas. And it, it's really not helpful. It's, it's just not helpful. It's, you know, the, the way a business grows is you typically come up with these idea, an idea of what you want to do and you, and you, you try it. And if it works, you'll know because sales go up, you're, you can kind of measure it. Um, but once you find something that works, you have to keep doing it. You just have to keep executing and execution is not the exciting part of entrepreneurship. I mean, I love it because I'm making money and that's what I want to do. But the reason why I talk about smart as an example is I think you can use smart as the core principle of your everyday business and just keep executing on that. And I think marketing is a perfect example of how to use the SMART acronym that you know, Howard just talked about. Have you found that? I mean, you're a coach. Have you found that same type of idea that I'm saying that it's just that entrepreneurs, uh, and it's not a leading question, by the way, I, I want to know the real answer. Do you find that entrepreneurs do a bad job of staying focused on just one thing? Well, to that respect, yes. Because I think that there's a lot of energy in the mind of an entrepreneur and you always want to find it with success. Well, okay, maybe this will be a bigger success. Maybe this is the next big idea. And it's, it's sometimes you don't see the ideas through and they might be, but you've jumped to the next idea you don't know. So again, everything starts with coming up with a strategy, coming up with a plan. So brainstorming could be part of that plan. And then you kind of put these ideas you, you, you list them. I'm, I'm always a very big proponent of putting those big pieces of paper on the wall and writing lists and getting ideas, breaking the ideas down. So you build from the first thought and then come the big idea at the end or having a, a whiteboard with things that you have on it. So they're always there, but you have to find the right times to do that or bring in the right people to help you uh, cultivate it. But it all comes down to people were not taught how to be an entrepreneur or a small business owner. When you go to college, you're taught how to be an employee and skills to be a very good employee in whatever industry you're doing your studies on. Uh, there are very few schools, and it, it is growing. I don't, I don't want to say there are none, but there's very few schools that really are not teach, are teaching these things. I have a niece right now who goes to Florida State University. She's a marketing major. She tells me she's taking a, 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 there's a focus in being a salesperson, which I think is phenomenal because everyone needs to learn how to be a salesperson. There's so many different techniques that is necessary in marketing, in finance, in, in whatever you're doing, that sales is a part of it because you always have to have that sales head on to bring in the business. But they didn't get trained for these things. And now you're trying to be, I always use plumbers as my example. You're, you're trying to run your plumbing business, but you're also having to market to get new business in. And you have to be the, the human resources person. You also have to, uh, to, to be the, the bookkeeper while you're growing before you can hire people. That's a lot. That, that's, that's why people don't sleep because your head's going to explode 
from all these things, but having something planned and and measured and a and a and a strategy of what how you're going to approach each things because each of the smart methodology names have a a concept that goes along with it. And like I write them down because my, my, my short-term memory doesn't work the way they used to. So I, so again, these are all very, uh, very uh, important. So am I able to, to go through them? Is that be okay? Yeah, please. Yeah. So smart methodology, again, this each first letter stands for something specific, measurable, actionable, realistic, and timed. So specific, um, you, you want to increase your brand awareness. And that is a very big concept, but it's too big. It's too broad. So if you say, okay, I want to increase my fans on – people follow me on Facebook 10% each month. That's something specific and that is goal-oriented and can get you growth larger and larger, whether it's that, whether it's something else. But you've made a specific goal for January, what you're going to do, and then try to, uh, to duplicate it in February and so on and so forth. Measurable, again, you, you in addition to having to be specific – you uh, you want to um, measure what you're doing. So again, so do something to do a concept in SEO. If you have a blog, having a blog is not measurable, but you can see what kind of comments and number of subscribers or page views, or you're putting out video content on TikTok. How many likes are you getting? How many people are following you? How many people are watching it? Those things are measurable. So that you know what could be working, what could not be working, and that's translated also into different marketing strategies for sales and bringing in new clients that you're doing. Uh, something that's actionable is um, you want to increase your your uh, blog readership by 5% each month. Um, th- so now to do that, you need to have actions to do that. So, okay, I'm going to write three blog posts each month uh, to uh, each week to do that. So giving more content, I'm going to create more video, three videos a day for TikTok. You, again, blogs between video, you have to increment that a little bit more. And so now these are actionable things that you're doing so that you, you can get that, um, that uh, reasonable response that you're looking for. Being realistic is the example I gave about the Super Bowl. You don't have the budget for the Super Bowl, you can't do it. You don't have budget for TV, you can't do that. But you may be able to create a video and buy ads on Facebook and run those those videos there. That might be more realistic for you and do something around the Super Bowl period, focus on people who are football fans that could work for you. Uh, and then something that's times, uh, you have to make sure that um, the, your people, you're, you're reaching them at the right time that, that you want and the right time that they are looking for information. So for example, with social media, there are studies that show when's the best time to post on Facebook, when's the best time to post on LinkedIn. These are key components to making sure that people are absorbing the information that you have. So this is all basic concept. From that concept, you create a marketing plan, a management plan that goes along with it that can be implemented so you can see results of what you're doing. And again, not just throwing spaghetti up against the wall and seeing what sticks. As a business coach, is that one of the main themes that you work with your clients on, keeping them focused on smart or no? Uh, well, I think that one of the main things is keeping them focused. First and foremost, you want to keep focus on yourself, on your business, and the tasks at hand. Um, when it now comes to, okay, we're creating a marketing plan. So whether that includes video, social media in, in, in different ways, 
blogging, uh, commercials, going to events, uh, networking events, having a structure of how you're selling and how you're communicating and, and everything needs that type of uh, structure to it. So yes, using the smart methodology for all of it, again, anything you're doing has to be realistic because what, you don't have the time to waste. You can look back and realize three years have gone by and the needle hasn't moved because you've been doing so many different things all over the place and haven't just stuck to two, three core pieces that were working for you and you just didn't spend the right time on them. You know, I I never asked this of I never asked this question of any guests because I just made the assumption that it was true. But how many, if you were to speak to ten of your ten people who want to maybe bring you on as a coach, uh, as a consultant, um, and they're all entrepreneurs, out of those ten, what number of them really focus a lot of work on marketing? It varies on the 10, <laughs> based on, on different experiences. Um, the, the answer is they all have some level of focus on marketing. They do. But it, but they, and they have to, and they know they have to. And some of them will feel that they're a marketing expert already because of things they've done. And some will understand that they're a novice. And some will understand that they're absolutely clueless when it comes to it. And that's okay. That's not an embarrassing thing to be because you have marketing executives out there who've put out multi-million dollar campaigns because this is going to move the needle, and it didn't move the needle. Mm. Why didn't it move, didn't move the needle? The, the, their, uh, the things changed within the avatar that they were trying to reach, and so that message didn't mean any, the same thing to them that it did six months, a, a year before. Trends can go very fast, and if you're jumping on a trend at the end, you're going to lose out. Um, that is, marketing is fluid. People were not marketing their businesses on TikTok three years ago. Uh, and now it's a real great way to market your business. It's not just uh, dance videos, and the, although there's a lot of uh, Wednesday dances that you'll see right now on there, but there are a lot of companies talking honestly to people and uh, and getting a response from it. So it's, it's people utilizing marketing in different ways, but they, it's it's all about making sure that you're doing it the right way. That not not just for you, but really is. Who is your audience and where are they and what do they and how do they want to be spoken to? That's the success of marketing. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that I have learned over the years is that if I would be able to tell how good somebody is as an entrepreneur, if, if I were to, if they had an answer to this question and that is, what does it cost for you to acquire your clients and how much do you make off of it, each one of them on average? Because if somebody can answer those questions, to me, they have really put the effort into marketing. And I just yeah. said this past podcast, you know, you, this is obvious you could have, but you could have the best product in the world. If nobody can find you and no one knows how to get to you, um, you you're just not going to be very successful. But you could really have an inferior product that's not as good as a lot of people's out there. But if you have great marketing, you can still have a very, very successful business. And, you know, a lot of small businesses, they they tend to grow because they think it's about word of mouth, right? Oh, if I do a great job, other people are going to tell me, are going to tell about me. It depends on the business. Like a plumber, yes, right? Maybe. Um, 
but other businesses just don't work that way. So like I literally spend 90% of my time on marketing. You know, that's where my effort goes into, you know, how to have really successful. Now, over the years, we, we have our systems down. We really know what works. And so I don't have to work as much on it. Um, but, you know, from your experience, how can you get somebody who's not very good at marketing to become good at it? Well, first and foremost, if someone understands their cost of acquisition and what kind of uh, revenue they can get per each customer, they definitely have a phenomenal yeah. understanding of what they're doing. Either they figure it out or someone taught them the right way because then you just keep this plug and play and uh, you, you want to get to that point. And then you want to make adjustments. You want to spend less and get, make more those adjustments on there. But that's, that's a threshold that people should really strive to be at. Those that are not there and, and have to figure it out. And, and I think that there's a, there's a come to reality moment that everyone has to have. And you can be a hundred mile an hour person with your thoughts and your activities and everything. But if no one is responding to it, then you have to look in the mirror and say, I need help. I need someone to really get me there. And I'm not doing it myself. I can't figure it out. And that's not a, uh, a fault. It's not a, that's not a, um, and it's something to think negatively about yourself or people think negatively of you. It's, it's a reality. And in business, you just have to say, okay, this is reality. How do I fix it? How do I get it moving? Um, the, the concept of hoping that word of mouth will work, works for a lot of businesses. There are some businesses that don't need to spend any money because they, they, they figure it out, whether it's based on their personality, there's worse on the, their, their product and understanding customer service. There are people with monumental, uh, lists of people who've given them reviews on Google that they don't have to do anything. All of a sudden people do a search. They just pop up number one on Google because of that. And people book them. I had a situation where, um, uh, let's put a statement in the situation. Other people have to figure out ways to create business if that's not going to work. Um, I have a, um, a home warranty company and they send in a company that does the bare minimum of work to do to fix things. And I've had problems with them in the past and I haven't enjoyed the experience in the past. And sometimes they've done okay. Uh, with that, uh, they, individually, when you go to Google, they have... I think that, that, that a 1.3 is, the, is their number. The, the reviews are horrendous on them and they don't care because they're getting their money. They figure it out. It doesn't matter what people think. We have this relationship with not one, but a couple of, of home warranty companies. We're the go-to person and it, business is going to flow. Are we going to make the, the amount per customer that we would if it was individual? No, but the, door, the, the, the phone's ringing because of that and it doesn't matter. You have other companies who do amazing work on and in creating programs and thanking people for the the uh, giving a referral and that leads to more referrals. And if you're able, like my favorite term in marketing is customer evangelist. If you can figure out how to create a customer evangelist, you don't have to spend any money on marketing. And they they're the ones that not just love your business, love what you did for them. They love your business, they love you, and they love telling people all about you. I think the the biggest corporate person, uh, company I can say is Chick-fil-A. People just love Chick-fil-A and they love talking about their experiences with Chick-fil-A and, and that's what helped Chick-fil-A grow. It wasn't just the, uh, the, the cows on the, uh, the outfield signs and, and, and foul pole signs in, the, in baseball stadiums. 
it really the, the customer evangelists who just love them and talk about them. So there are different routes to get to success, but the one you but but all of it is with um, self analysis. Whether it's you or the company of what's working, what's not working, and how can I get it that the people who I'm trying to reach want to respond. Yeah, and I didn't want to uh, you know uh, lead anybody to say that uh, acquiring clients through customer referrals is not a good mark is not a bad marketing strategy uh but also having a marketing strategy that's proactive and getting your existing clients to refer other people is a very powerful marketing strategy right in fact you can just kind of do that and but you you know and i use the word proactive as you know not leaving up to your customer to refer people haphazardly you know you have a referral plan in place you talk about it with your existing clients you go to them and you say when they finish they say are you know is there anybody else that you know that might be able to use our services and you know following through on all that having an easy way to give referrals on your website when you interact with your clients when you do your surveys you ask that question or do you do surveys you know Having a, a, a phone, uh, a, comp- a person get on a phone asking, working the system, you know, all these different things. I, you know, I'm sure everybody understands what I'm talking about. Um, so that is a very powerful, uh, depending on what you do, uh, what you sell, um, and, you know, h- how, what business you're in. Um, what, what, out of your experience, what has been the number one most uh way that people are generating leads nowadays? I, I think it, 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 I'll tie it all together in relationship and relationship happens in a number of ways. First, again, it's, it's acknowledging that it's about them. It's about your prospect, not about me. Um, when it comes to the website, there are so many businesses out there whose websites are just digital brochures about themselves. I am the best Plumber, I, I am the. I, I do great things. Look at the success of what I've done for other people. It's not how can my skill set, how can what I provide, help you answer the questions that that's going on in your head because you're on a journey for a uh, for a solution. And people always forget these prospects, and you, you and I are prospects for other things as well. We're on a journey trying to find the answers, and um, they have two real questions and, and, and challenges going on in their head. There's a problem they have they don't want and a result they want they don't have. If you're able to address them in any way, they're going to want to have a conversation with you and learn more. Once they start the conversation and you're able to communicate back with them, then there's the means for them to become a customer. So when I mention website, again, when people come to a website and it's just lots of writing or pictures about themselves, and the company can be fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm doing something right now with a, uh, a wedding planning company, and the ingredients are there. They're the, the, what, the events they've done are phenomenal. They have a, an influencer as part of their staff, but it's a lot of pretty pictures, a lot of pictures about, of them, and doesn't really talk, that doesn't do enough to talk about the experiences of what, uh, how you would feel if your event worked as well as some of the others. Just a tweak, and they would explode. But uh, I, I grew up in New York. And in New York, the, the, one of the big, big battles was the newspaper battles. Uh, and everyone's about the headline. So you may grab a paper off the newsstand because the, the headline catches your eye. Same is true with the website. If someone's clicking and they have 
a number of plumbers they can look at. Again, the plumbers example, they're going to find the one that grasps their attention and, and speaks to them. So if yours has a headline that addresses the problem they have they don't want and a subheadline that just addresses the result they want but they don't have, more in a question form asking them and then at some level of pitch and, and an offer to them they may easily provide you with the means of speaking to them. And that really is the goal of their, their name and their email address. So be able to get that information and create a, 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 a drip campaign that goes along with it to because having someone who's interested is great, but everyone has so many other things that they're thinking about. It's, there's a number of different touches you need for them to get them to actually respond and move forward with them. Sometimes it's five. Sometimes it's up to 20 that they need to, that, that they need that little prod and so having a drip campaign, adding phone calls into it, sending a text here and there, having a communication strategy as part of your marketing to, to create these things are very important. So uh, it goes back to this long story short, website is very key way that people either choose or do not choose to speak with you. Now, let's use the wedding planner uh, company as an example. Did they... They came to you. They they felt that they that they weren't growing well. They felt that they need a better marketing presence when they talked to you. Is that what their the objective was? Marketing was part of the objective. There was a couple of other specific objectives that they had, um, but it was but with them, it's just a little bit of a tweaking. They they've, they're very successful with word of mouth. They're extremely successful with relationship marketing which means that they're in an industry where they have a lot of different vendors that they work with. They're putting on a wedding. There's 12, 15, 20 vendors you could be working with. And the relationship they have with them, they are also resources for, um, for referrals. So one of the things I'm a big proponent of is joint ventures. And some people will do things just because they, they're very happy to pass on a, 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 a recommendation for someone and, and hopefully business comes with it. Sometimes it can be contractual. And if you have the right vendor that could send you 10, 15 people and you're giving them a thousand dollars for each one that they do or something in, in, in back uh, in trade for that, they're going to be even more encouraged to keep on sending you uh, re- referrals that way. And a lot of it depends on what industry you're in. But in that one in particular, they're very successful in, in doing that. We did some tweaks to make sure that that is is keeps on uh, flowing in the in the way it is, and uh, they're on the way to really being. Uh, they're very they're fairly new within this marketplace. A couple of years, and I believe that within the next year they they could be the leader in the marketplace. So so let's tell me some of the questions that someone comes to you and they say, "Listen, I think we, have, we I think what we do is really really good. We get we have great satisfaction for our customers, but you know we're just not growing." which is not growing enough. And we think it's, you know, we need to have figure this marketing thing out. That's the problem. Okay. Now I know you're going to want to know the industry and let's just keep it generic. So, so we already talked about smart. That would be, you know, a really good thing to implement. Right. But what other things, you know, what type of questions would you ask that person to uncover what they're, what they're kind of doing? Uh, my first question always is what is your why? I want to know why they're doing it before I know what they're doing. And now, once I know, then it's the, the, then there is a, a, a and they're not so uh, like uh, contextual that that uh, they're, they're really basic questions that I'm asking. I, I I guess part of it is because I describe the conversation is is the good, the bad, and the ugly. That's how I that's my 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 opening um, session with someone because I want to know everything. I want to know what has worked. 
Why has it worked? What has not worked? What What did you think about and didn't do? What cut? What's your? Let's talk. Well, obviously, we're talking budget and and budget lines of of what have you been spending, and in turn, what what kind of revenues you're getting from each of it. So there's this financial analysis that goes along with that as well. But I want to get a sense of the real history of the company, the history of the person involved. So what why what were they doing before they started the business? And because it all and again, it's all personal. Everything you're doing is relationship based, and for me. My relationship right now with with this individual that I'm working with is is the most important thing because it is it's a lot about building different strategy to make the revenue grow, but it's also building different strategy to make them grow and make them love their business like the, the way they were excited about starting it and uh, and it's about them finding the comfort zone that they're looking for. There are a lot of people who start a business because they didn't want to be in the rat race and they needed more vacation and time with the family and, and all that. And then they got into this business that they are in and things are five times as worse and they're not sleeping and they're losing their hair and they've gained 40 pounds and, yeah. and life sucks. I don't want life to suck. I want them to love their business. I want to love themselves again. So it really is 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 finding out what in their mind, what has gone right and what has gone wrong and why has it gone wrong? And, and sometimes you'll, you'll, they'll be giving you an answer, but you'll be hearing more in that answer that that's very clear. I remember one conversation clearly that every answer he gave me was pretty clear. He was a massive micromanager and drove everyone crazy. Yep. And in turn, their behaviors drove him crazy. And it was, it was a vicious Boy, cycle. That how, had did to be tell him? how did you tell him? Uh, bluntly, yeah. I was, I actually, with that, I'm sure. I have a relationship with him beforehand oh. and I told him bluntly, this is, this is the, the biggest problem. And well, I, he oh, knew and it. I said to myself, I'll, I'll, I'll sit in meetings and let me, I'll take notes and I'll come back and I'll give you notes. And I'll give them notes. Yeah. He knew it though. Right. Uh, no, no. Yeah. You know, I mean, thought, he, I think I, I felt like people know it and they know their weak spot, but they're, they, they it's really, really hard he, to address well, it. He didn't know the extent. Okay. He knew that he was a, a diligent manager. He did not know the extent. Yeah. Yeah. Well, this that's, that's why sure, that's well, good to have a second hey, listen, set of eyes. Yeah. My, my opinion, surefire way not to grow your business is to be a micromanager. You know, surefire, you know, you can get to a certain level, but after a while, it's it's a big problem, you know. I mean, most of the successful business owners, and I know a lot of really, if it's very very successful entrepreneurs, they 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 learn how to delegate. They know they know where to put their time in that really is valuable. So it's a different conversation about um, marketing than really certainly. Um, so I, I we we only have a couple of minutes left. Um, if you really had to leave. Every, all our listeners with one uh, really key thing that we haven't talked about already um, uh, in regards to measurable marketing to grow your business, what would you say? I think it's because it, it, it's funny as you're saying it, it went back to one of the questions I, I said before. It it goes back to really understanding your why and always and, and not losing sight of it. Because that can really sometimes you're in the grind, okay, I'm gonna make this it's it's like you're you're on a in it's it's fourth down and it makes most sense to kick a field goal but you, your head's like i don't care i'm going to get it over the goal line no matter what and unfortunately your track record is nine and a half out of ten times you're stopped at the goal line 
but you still keep pushing through the goal line because you forgot what the why was. The why at that moment was I'm going to win as opposed to I'm trying to feed my family. I'm trying to get, I, I want us to move to a different uh, area and, and I need them the, the, to create a different lifestyle there. I, I want to be able to give charity out of the business and I need to hit a certain re- revenue threshold so it's not hurting so we can help in the in, in this process and and do something. Um, I find that that it's very easy to forget the why uh, because of the, the of the right now. And, and I think you could separate the why that you might have for your personal life and the why for what your why the business exists. I think those are two different things. And I think, you know, relating it back to marketing, you can't come up with a marketing message if you don't know your why. So I, you know what? You, I'm going to be honest, uh, Howard, you, you surprised me and you were 100% right when you came back and I said, what would you, you know, when you came back with the question about, you know, the things that you would ask your client first would be what's your why? You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Because if you're going to come up with a marketing campaign, <laughs> you know, the why is going to be the most powerful message throughout that marketing. It's going to drive your employees. It's going to drive you. It's going to drive your customers. It's going to drive your message, right? So you're on, you're 100% right. And all the way, and also I would say that a large majority of people that you probably asked that question to, they really don't have a clear understanding of their why. Is that accurate to say? There's some. Okay. There's some that, that either don't or never had one or forgot what it was. But I think there's also the key of what you're learning about people while they're answering it. You're seeing that like they may be a very straight shooter and a very tough surface. And when you ask the why and then the why is a very soft answer, you see different parts of their personality come out which may make a whole different concept of how to market the business. So if you're marketing the business with, with generic, generic photos of the business or, or business activity, and you find out you have an amazing personality, maybe you need to be the face of your campaigns and that will change things. Because you, you look at some of these, everyone knows radio and TV commercials where you have a personal relationship with that person because they're on it. Uh, that's there for a reason, but not everyone can pull it off. So yeah. you're going to learn some things when you're asking that question that you may not get from other uh, answers and, and, and questions that, that go on in the conversation. You know, and, and I'll relate this back and then we'll kind of wrap this up. But, you know, the, I've had companies where I have really strong whys and then other ones not as much, right? So with financing solutions, I have personally been through what it's like to deal with banks and to not have a line of credit. And, you know, the value of having a line of credit. And so with Financing Solutions, which is one of the three companies I own now, I completely believe and every business should have a line of credit, which is really our tagline, right? Um, And so now, not only do I believe it, but I also, I'm also, I'm making sure I'm always communicating that with my staff. Listen, this is because the, they haven't been through it. They don't, they haven't had their own businesses. They don't know what it's like to worry about making payroll. And this is not self-serving. I'm just giving you this example. Sure. Um, and so it's, you know, so I'm constantly letting them know, listen, I can't tell you how many clients that we deal with are so happy that they got their line of credit in place because they had, they didn't think, you know, they thought it was a good idea. They got it in place early 
and then now look, they're, you know, they're really, you know, complimenting us on thanking us for providing that line of credit. And so, you know, having a strong why just makes going to work easier. The decisions you make is better. The marketing campaigns is really powerful. So as far as the New Year's resolution goes, forget the smart for a second. Go back to your why, which is a perfect time of the year, really, to kind of go at it, right? Um, Really, I always think before January 1st is the better time of year. But, you know, anyway. Um, This week is still good. Yeah. Do you have a why? Uh, of course I do. Um, it's it, it has a lot to do with my family. It's a lot yep. to do with with the, the the things that they enjoy doing. Like my kids go to sleepaway camp. It's been a very big relationship that my wife and both I both have had with this camp in different ways. There's a lot of different programs for the future that they want to involve themselves in. So it, it's uh, how do I make their lives better? How do how do I how do I how am I able to fulfill what they what they want to achieve and accomplish and just experience? Yeah, I have the I have something similar with my why as a as as a outside of work, which is the, my parenting why, which I'll share with everybody because I think it's it's good. And my my parenting why I have a 22 year old um, and I have a 13 year old. My parenting why is to raise uh, children that know uh, what makes them happy um, and uh, are always striving for that um, for that happiness. So, uh, you know, it's, a, and it's about building confident men. Uh, and you know, that's my why that's, you know, when I try to do those things, I try to give my kids the tools to understand what makes them happy and be confident in those type of things. Um, so anyway, there's that noise in the background, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it was, uh, Howard is a good conversation. I kind of knew it was going to be, it's an interesting topic. Uh, you know, I, uh, you know, I went, want to really thank Howard Wolpoff from Profit Masters Business Schools for coming on to today's podcast. If you like today's podcast, please feel free to share it with a friend and also subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Please also give us a review if you felt that this uh, podcast was really good. It's the way we get the word spread out um, on the podcast. And if you are looking for a line of credit for your business, you can either call us at 862-207-4118 or visit our website at fscreditline.com. Howard, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, how would they go about doing that? Best way to do that is reach me at my website, profitmasterbusinesssolutions.com. There'll be three S's in the middle. That may that's the way you've, you've done it right. And, uh, or you can reach me on LinkedIn. I'm always very active there. Howard Walpuff, that's W-O-L, P as in Peter, O, F as in Frank, F as in Frank. Yeah, and I apologize to our listeners for the, the noise in the background today. Um, Howard, it was a great podcast. I want to wish you, Howard, you and all our listeners a happy new year as well. Yes, happy, happy new year to everyone. A very happy and healthy and prosperous new year. Yeah, so I'm going to, you know, wrap this up by just saying our last thought. Um, you know, I would walk away with, you know, I think the most important thing we got out of today is figure out your why. You know, I think Howard and I talked a lot about that. I know that it started off with saying the SMART thing is to do the SMART acronym. But I think starting off with the why is probably one of the most important things. The last thing I'll say since the beginning of the new year, entrepreneurship is a marathon. It's not a sprint. And so you need to take really, really, really good care of yourself every day and every night. You should be thinking about what do I need to do the next day to make sure that I'm at my best. And that usually involves good sleep, a good diet and exercise. 
that should be the first thing that you're thinking about every single day because you are no good to your team, you're no good to your company, you're no good to yourself, and you're no good to no good to your family if you are not healthy. And I think the older that we get, we all realize how important health is. Everybody have a great day and happy new year to everybody. 